This is Mick Rhodes for the Claremont Courier podcast, First Take. I'm going to read my story, Masks Off, Fingers Crossed, at Claremont Unified School District. Nearly two years to the day from when they abruptly shut their doors after the coronavirus pandemic took hold in the United States, Claremont schools will reach a symbolic milestone Monday when masks will no longer be required on their campuses. And Claremont Unified School District Superintendent Jeff Wilson will be there. I see this as um, a great opportunity to sort of be reborn at the school sites. And I can't wait to get on campuses and see the full smiling faces uh, of our kids next week. It's going to make my year. How about that? California Governor Gavin Newsom's September 28th announcement that at, quote, schools and child care facilities, masks will not be required, but will be strongly recommended, unquote, no doubt leaves many feeling a sense of relief. There are some who will continue to mask up, though, either due to being immunocompromised or living with someone who is, or out of an abundance of caution. CUSD Assistant Superintendent of Human Services Kevin Ward said it's important that both camps are heard. I know it is welcome news to many people um, and, and a little concerning to many people, I think, as well. And we have to be cognizant of that. But, you know, personally, I think it's a, it's, it'll be nice for those that are ready to be able to take them off indoors and see their smiles again. As COVID bore down and the news became increasingly grim, most schools throughout California shut their doors on Friday, March 13th, 2020. The word then was it would be a week or two. Then kids would be back on campuses. That didn't happen for 13 months. Since March 2020, CUSD has redesigned much of its infrastructure to reflect the new normal. It implemented an entirely online education model for all its approximately 6,800 students with several options. When things began to look like schools may reopen partially last year, it worked to create hybrid programs with cohorts and staggered schedules, COVID testing and quarantine protocols, and still offered online distance learning for students reticent to return to campus. All the while, the schools themselves underwent changes in cleaning procedures, had new air filtration systems installed, and classrooms and offices were adjusted to conform with state and county social distancing requirements. These and scores of other changes to the pre-COVID way of doing things meant constant adjustments on the parts of teachers, students, administrators, and families. It wasn't all smooth sailing, and the new normal didn't work for every student, but the district it must be said, did its best to balance the concerns of its staff, students, and families against the hard backdrop of state and county mandates that usually left it with little or no wiggle room. All this is to say it's been a long, somewhat traumatic two years, and this new wrinkle in what feels like an endless loop of despair, hope, despair, hope, is just about the best news CUSD has had since the before times. Wilson, for one, welcomes the reprieve on several levels. So I think for us at school sites and in the district office, it's, it's relief because, you know, we've been at sort of the, the nexus of this debate, right, where I believe folks are frustrated because they really don't have a voice at the state, you know, federal, state, or even, I would say, county level. And so, 
you know, those frustrations are born in our meetings and in communications with our board members and with superintendents and principals and, and right down at the site level, right, where you have, where we've seen some confrontations with parents and, and principals. That's a frustration because there's very little that we have the ability to do other than to, you know, share the concerns of our community with lawmakers and rule makers. The district's two unions, the Claremont Faculty Association and the California School Employees Association, who last year both spent weeks hammering out agreements with the district over the multitude of changes to their working conditions, are now again faced with shifting sands. This time, though, instead of adding new changes, things are being subtracted, so it would figure the negotiations are somewhat less arduous. But the fact that the state and county gave school districts just days to prepare for the lifting of the mask mandate has both associations scrambling to get the word out to its members and has left some questions unanswered. With the quick turnaround, there was little time to quote Pulse Check, CFA President Kara Evans said. The group's executive board leadership had several long conversations while it was negotiating with the district to help shape the language to make its members more comfortable. Still, The union supports the decision. I think it was the right move because, like I said, L.A. County tends to be cautious and cases are so low. I am a little worried about a surge after after spring break, and I was kind of hoping we would delay a little bit. But I also recognize they're doing some other things to mitigate that surge, like sending home tests. Ginny Stewart, the new president of CSEA, echoed Evan's comments, saying she too has mixed feelings. Probably a little bit of both. I think we're going to be okay with that, but I do feel that we probably will be handling things differently in the future, Um, you know, about gatherings and things like that and hanging out and all that stuff. So I'm for it, and we'll just see how it goes. Claremont Unified School District Board of Directors President Stephen Lanusa also weighed in, throwing his support behind the move. We are... Relieved that it will be less of a burden for the families who didn't want to wear the masks. And we are grateful for the families who didn't want to wear the masks and still supported the schools who were following the directives of L.A. County. With masks now optional, the battle for those who did not support masking at all, quite a vocal minority over the past two years, would seem to be over. Interestingly, It may now be those who choose to continue to wear masks indoors or out that may be feeling stigmatized. The district has thought this through, Wilson said. Oh, not only are we saying they can, we're encouraging any folks, students, staff, teachers who make that choice. We want to make sure they know we're in full support of them. Let me me be blunt. We're not going to tolerate any sort of bullying from those who might see that as a political act, right? We want to definitely encourage the appropriate choices of individuals here, including those who would choose to continue to mask. Of course, the looming possibility of another COVID surge could upend all this good feeling. It's certainly not a guarantee that the numbers will swell, but as we've seen over the past two years, the virus does nothing if not ebb and flow. Thankfully, Consumers and doctors have more tools in their toolkits now than ever before. Pills that reportedly help prevent severe COVID have been approved on an emergency basis by the Food and Drug Administration, including Paxlovid and Molnupiravir. More Americans are vaccinated and boosted now than prior to previous surges. 
home antigen test kits are now widely available, and hospitals and testing centers, for the time being, aren't inundated. But if all these prophylactics aren't enough, and cases spike to dangerous levels once again, there's no doubt state and county health agencies will mandate masks for public schools. What then? I asked Wilson. Yeah, you know, I always, I always hark it back to, uh, this may be uh, a little Pollyannish, but, you know, I believe that when folks' emotions run high, it's, it's not because they're bad people. I think it's because they have very, very strong beliefs, right, about things. And um, I, I guess what I would, you know, continue to um, ask folks is to understand the position that a public school district is in and um, how we must respond and how um, we are subject to the same sorts of rules that businesses, right, are dependent on. Ward, whom the Courier has relied on for weekly COVID updates for two years now, was blunt. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the $10,000 question. Certainly, I think if we go into the higher levels and have to put indoor masking back into place, I think that's going to be, um, you're going to have a lot of upset people. So for now and with luck for months to come. Many kids, faculty, staff, and administrators, including Superintendent Wilson, are getting a major lift from the surprisingly liberating act of dropping their masks. I would say my initial response would be relief. You know, this is something I think that we all want. This has been Mick Rhodes for the Claremont Courier Podcast First Take. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. First Take's theme music was written by Mick Rhodes and Wyman Reese and performed by Mick Rhodes and the Hard Eight.